Yeah. Go ahead. Mm. All right. All right. Cool. So uh, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Africans Talk Football. Uh, how's everybody doing tonight? Good, man. Doing all right. All good, right. good. Hope everybody is well. Hope everybody is blessed. Thank you again to all of our friends out there that are rocking with us, whether it's episode one or if you've been with us from the beginning. Um, I know it's been we, we've had some friends out there that have been hitting me up. Even, you know, I want to shout out my boy Zion, the Manchester City fan. He uh, he he watches us religiously every week. So I want to say thank you. He he posted a story on Instagram today saying, "Where where's the episode? Where's the episode?" Mm-hmm. I know Shout it's a little bit. Shout out. I, I know it's a little bit later in the week, Z, but we got you, boy. We we got you, my guy. It's um, coming. It's coming. We we've had some people on vacation. Want to say shout out to Baby K who turned one this week. Our yes, our friend sir. Salam's daughter turned one this week. So, you know, we we had to make do. We had to make do. Absolutely. But um, but again, shout out to all of our friends, all of our supporters out there, and you know we're we're gonna come back right at you with 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 the real. Um, we had a lot of a lot of games, being that Champions League was back this week as well. Uh, kind of just wanted to jump right into it. We can start with the Champions League games since they're the most fresh. Starting with the games that we had today, since we had Arsenal and Manchester United play today. Um. Two very different results, two very different games, to be honest. Mm. And it, you know, we'll we'll do the VAR conversation a little bit later, but we'll, you know, as we do traditionally, the losers do start. So we'll begin with the Manchester United game, um, collapse versus Copenhagen, which is honestly a perfect header for kind of what happened today. First 20, 30 minutes, United buzzing. <laughs> Two goals by Rasmus Hoyland started off, you know, going crazy. I think he has five goals in four games in the Champions League so far this campaign. Um, Hopefully they can stay in the Champions League this campaign because after today, it's it's looking like slim pickings for them. Um, Started off 2-0 and then, you know, the red card, which... I got. I know Salam will want to talk about kind of changed the whole dynamic of the game. Goal was scored shortly thereafter, and then the equalizer two-two also in the first half. And then from there, you know, it was just anyone's game. But um, Manchester United ended up losing four-three in very, very, you know, the fashion of which no one wants to see comes down to the very bitter end. After going up three-two, it was tied three-three, and then. The fourth goal coming with you know a few minutes left in the match, but Salam kind of take us through that match. You know, first thirty minutes, you guys are on top of the world, winning two nil. You think this game is pretty much in the bag, and then the red card happens and game gets turned on its head. Yeah, I mean, obviously the VAR decision decisions um, <laughs> severely impacted the game, but I mean, aside from that um it's frustrating uh because like you said it's like we lost that game twice giving up the two nil lead and then going up three two and then also giving up that lead as well too so um you know i think when we got the red card um the manager should have made a decision in my opinion just based off of where we were at in the game 
um, who these players are and what their mentality is like. Um, I think that Amrabat should have came on um, as soon as the red card came, should have taken Erickson out. Um, as soon as we got the, the red card, we were peppered with pressure, couldn't, couldn't cope. Um, and then that's how the first goal goes in. And then, um, you know, Amrabat does come in. We end up getting the goal going up 3-2, um, which is good. But, again, we can't, you know, for whatever reason, we can't hold leads. We don't defend very well. Our defending was very, very poor. Um, so, yeah, it's frustrating because we felt like – I felt like we lost that game twice. Um, I really don't want to put this loss on anybody. Um, I think it's a collective effort. But, um, I mean, come on. I think um, Diego Delo at the end was – obviously visibly very winded um and i mean now that we've had like a little bit to kind of you know reflect and just kind of watch the game kind of over at least the highlights it's like you know this guy has played almost 90 plus percent of every game we've had this season um which leads me to my next point you know he should have came off as well too just visibly like you could tell he was winded um he couldn't even close down on the last goal. I don't know why he's at the back post and, you know, he chooses to kind of stand there. Similar to what Virgil did um, against United when Sancho sat down Milner. He was just, uh, you know, arms behind the back, just gazing into his eyes, seeing, like, if he was going to shoot. But, you know, I think that, that, that and then the goal that goes in before, I mean, I think that was extremely poor on his part. But the in-game management. Um, from the manager and from the players was poor. Um, I think Regulon should have came on for him. Um, you know, if you're going to play these guys, you know, the way that he does, like, you're going to have to rotate. Um, and I don't know, man. Uh, the defending was poor. Veron comes on. He's pouting. So, for me, like, that kind of that reinforces of what I said a few weeks ago about I think that there's a little bit of unsettled unsettlement uh, among some of these players. Um, and I'm afraid that we could potentially be going down a route where these players throw their toys at the wall again and say, we don't like him anymore. Um, but this loss definitely, uh, it's a collective effort. Ten Hag definitely has a uh, responsibility. I thought the lineup was poor, but hey, we came out and won two nil. And then from there, the players didn't adjust. The manager didn't adjust. Um, so yeah, um, what would you have done different? Like I said, I think as soon as the yellow, the red card happens, you got to take Erickson out. You got to put Amrabat in. You have to solid create some sort of foundation for us defensively, so that we're not we can cope with the pressure that they're obviously going to throw at us, going down a man. I mean, being up a man at home. So, I mean. I think, like, bro, we, we conceded two of those goals. We were up 2-0 <laughs> and then conceded both goals, like, Five within a matter of 10 minutes, you know, like, within 10 minutes. And it's, like, clearly you could tell the players were rattled. Clearly you could tell that they – I mean, come on, man. I, again, it's a collective effort. But Erickson, defensively, like, what is he doing for us? He's not. He doesn't have the legs for it. He's not going to help us in a situation like that. So, like, I know you're not going to take off Bruno. You're not going to take off Rasmus. You're not going to take off McTominay. Like he has to come off like immediately, and like you said, back came on and made a difference. You said you would you you thought the lineup was weak from the jump. What would you would you just just Erickson out Amrabat in or 
is would no, you have I, made I more like, changes to the lineup I, I, too? I, I was just saying, like, from what I thought, just looking at the lineup before the game, I was pleasantly surprised with how the game went, given the players that started. Oh, okay, I okay, looked, got you. Got you, got you. Oh, okay, okay. I looked at the lineup and thought, why is Johnny Evans starting over Veron? Like, clearly, there's something there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, 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 I'm starting to question mm-hmm. if these players fully respect the manager because we've seen with multiple players throughout his tenure here, he's unsettled. He's, I mean, he's had bad breakups with a lot of players. And if this guy is the next one on the list, then that's a problem. We just got news that Casemiro all of a sudden won't be back until Christmas. Casemiro was also another player that looks frustrated. So yeah, it's concerning, man. Um, I really, really, really hope that Ten Hag is the man for this job. I think I certainly think he is. But you know, moving forward, though, like, what are your expectations? I think, as far as Europe goes, I think we're done. I think um, even Europa League. If I'm being very honest with you, I think that the Gal- Hold on, would you want to go to Europa League? No. I don't think that this team wow. is, 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 is ready for that. And listen, this is where we are. I said this a few weeks ago. This is just where we are as a team. This is just where we are as a team. You have to accept it. Um, this team that we played in, this is just a team in Europe. This is not even one of the elite teams. No disrespect to Copenhagen. This is not an elite team in Europe. And look at the way that we crumbled. Any team that goes up to nil, right, like if it was any other team, I don't think that you would be thinking like, yo, we're we're gonna we're definitely gonna lose this 2-0 lead. So um Chelsea. Yeah, no, I think that being out of Europe would be good for us because you know I, I don't think that we can manage being competitive in the league and also another game that's three days ahead or behind, considering the squad depth that we have. We have a lot of players out, so I think I think just focusing on the prem and the domestic the, the domestic teams we can compete with the domestic teams. Give me the you know, I like my chances better with Brighton than going away and facing Galatasaray away. These players are not going to be able to to deal with that. So as far as like Europe goes, unfortunately, I think we're done. We're at the bottom. But, but I feel like you guys are like the type of team though. When everybody counts you out, that's when y'all show up. Nah, Mike. The the this whole fairy tale thing is is, is done. Yeah, I <laughs> think it's done. Yeah, though. this this whole like, oh, you know, we were, like, you remember how like, you know, it's uh, it's like when we beat PSG a few years ago. Yeah, exactly. The Rashford penalty. It's just like yeah. Barcelona. Is, it's a very false illusion. Of, you know what I'm saying? The Barcelona. The are you talking about last year? Yeah. But Barcelona, that's, like, that's last a big year, one. It's like with these same players, though, which is why, like, I don't understand, like, like, where is it going wrong between the players and the manager? This was literally this team last year was like, we were a pretty competitive team. And I don't know, clearly, like, there's a little bit of dysfunction somewhere. And I think, uh, unfortunately, it's going to cause it could cost potentially cost the manager his job. Yeah, me personally, I think uh, the whole Sancho situation has something to do in all of this. Because, bro, if you're in a team with your boys and one guy gets just, you know, just 
suspended or just taken away from the team just like that. You can't even go to the, you know, can't even have breakfast with the dudes. Like, come on. No, I mean, I agree. I think this whole everybody's like, gonna feel some type of way for real, for like, yeah. I mean, like, we're all grown men, we should have yeah. that respect, but like, I don't know, man. You got to question some of the relationships that he has with some of these players. Like, you're telling me, like, Donnie can't even get a game, like, in a game like this. Donnie, oh, wow, I forgot you had his own team. I totally forgot about him. Free Donnie, like, some of these decisions that are like, you don't think that we couldn't have used Sancho today? Yeah, I'm not like Sancho, he is he world class? No, but like. Could he have helped? Use it. I mean, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, like we're playing some of these guys that like I like Garnacho, but today he didn't really do anything. He had a yeah. shot across goal, but it's just kind of like he's a young player, but like we can't be relying on guys like that. Um, but I mean, just to conclude, I, I thought that the VAR decisions were extremely poor. Um the talk first rush was a red card. Yeah, talk about the first that. One. Yeah, we we gotta talk about the red card a little bit. So Obviously, you know, two big, big decisions, the red card and the handball, which gave them their first couple of goals. Um, I mean, in the, you know, in the group chat, when it happened, we we kind of had a big, big discussion about it. But as far as VAR and how it's been used thus far over, you know, the multiple leagues, Champions League and the Prem, specifically in Champions League today, what what do we see? What do we what do we feel? Because. I mean, we've talked about VAR, I believe, twice already this season, both coming after big, big decisions. And I feel like, it you know, the integrity of the game is it, it's it's going. You know, Arteta over the weekend had his whole spiel. And now, you know, he had his whole spiel. And then Ange, you know, Postacoglu, sorry if I butcher his name, you know, after the Chelsea game, kind of had a, a differing opinion. But now... We see it used in, you know, Champions League in Europe, and it, it it's ruining the game, you know. It, it is. Whether you would like to make a, a, a firm stance on it or not, it's it's ruining the game. Personally, I believe so. So, you know, with the Rashford red card and then the handball that led to the PK, what do you believe that VAR has to do, you know, with those decisions? I mean, I personally think that the, the Marcus Rashford red card, I think that there was – uh, or an image that they were looking for, and that was the image that they, you know, that was the image that they were looking for, and that's what they found. Um, and it's unfortunate because, um, I mean, where did you want him to put his leg? You know what I'm saying? Like, he's he's amongst two players, and he's he's trying to create space in between the opponent and the ball. His foot has to come down. I mean, so, like, I'm, I, I don't know. I think if you're yeah. are, should he be booked? Yeah, give him a yellow card. Even though I think that the intent there was no intent there at all, and I think that when the refs look at the when the refs look at the uh, VAR decisions, whatever the question is, the, the the intent has to be like in the decision making process. So like if if the intent isn't there to 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 harm a player, yes, we have to keep the players safe. But yeah. I think that this is ridiculous. Like his foot had to come down. He was a, he was around two players, so he's fighting for the ball. And it's like I don't know, man. Obviously, that decision kind of alters the the game. We were in complete control of the game until that decision happened. But um, yeah, I just thought that they they had an image that they were looking for and they found it, and it's unfortunate. But the second one, I mean, hey, as soon as I saw <laughs> the it, second I knew, one, no, I knew it was going to be called because if you're going to call the first one, the second one's definitely going to be called. 
I don't know like what you wanted Maguire to do with his hands. I don't know what you wanted Varane to do with his hands. Like he just he has hands. So like <laughs> I, I mean like you know, but it, it just bothers me how we don't take into like account like we're watching the video. Does it look like he's trying to like hit the ball with his hand? No. No. Come on. Like some of those calls are just like Yeah. Are we just not human anymore? Are we like robot? How is he supposed to put his hand on his back and defend at that point? Like like that quickly. Like the, the everything is happens everything is happening so quickly. Like how do you expect him to just yeah. just 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 his hands disappear. He, even know. the one on uh, Copenhagen, the guy was not even looking at the ball. Yeah, for sure. Why I mean, even that one though, too. Like, you have to give that one after you yeah. gave uh, the other one. And that's so why I, sure. yeah. Go ahead. So I saw something on Twitter today, and then you know we we can hop off bar and kind of go to Arsenal today as well. But I saw someone you know who recommended that with all of the new changes in the game, there kind of needs to be an upheaval and kind of revamping of the rules of football because now i feel like from a a fan standpoint we don't know what the rules are from a refing standpoint because of the introduction of var there's so much you know leniency that used to be in the game that's kind of gone now you know so i feel like or or what the what the tweet was saying is you know, he feels like because there have been so many changes within the last two, three years that we kind of need to take a step back and look at the rules and how the game is officiated because no one knows what's what anymore. What do you think about that? I mean, I agree. I have to, I have to agree. Yeah, there's been so many the, the football rules haven't really been changed too, too much. I mean, we've seen sub changes. We've seen VAR and stuff like that. But like the, the actual like in match things the in-match rules really haven't changed at all. Um, and there have been a lot of additions to to football in these past couple of years. Um, a lot of changes, a lot of, you know, people testing new things on how to change the, the game of football. And it's like, well, if you're going to evolve in, in certain ways, also the rules have to evolve too. Everything's going to change. Mm-hmm. You see the NBA constantly changing rules and changing things to, to be- for the better of the game. Um, and I think football needs to needs to find a way to change some of their rules. I think you know they changed the handball rule a little bit, um, you know, and, and certain things. But they changed the offsides rule a little bit as well, like not it not being the end of the you know the end of the jersey and stuff like that. So they've changed some things. But this let's be completely real. I mean, we've listen. We've all played football all of our lives. We've all watched football all of our lives. Handball has always been a question mark from yeah. mm-hmm. jump. It's been a question mark, specifically handball. It's been a question mark since the beginning of football. Is it the arm? Mm-hmm. Is it this? That? Like it's always been a question, and I just feel like we're gonna keep running into this situation, VAR or not. We're gonna keep running into a situation, at least with handball, for the rest of our lives, unless we have a concrete, like yeah, writing, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. in writing. You know, like this is what handball is because handball is just up for interpretation. At this point, offsides is, is very concrete. You know, mm-hmm. everything else is pretty concrete. Um, now we add VAR into it, it has a different mix, but I would say out of all the rules, handball is one of those rules that is always up for interpretation. Um, it just depends on the ref or whoever, you know, just yeah, who's refing that day. So 
I, I just feel like, yeah, there needs to be an evolution of of the rules and an evolution of of the language that's um, that FIFA writes because, like like Arteta said this past weekend, bro, the, all of our teams worked way too hard, put too much time in, too much effort in for these calls to yeah to to change the trajectory of a season or you know change the trajectory of a match it's we, they put in too much time and effort bro like it's it's actually it's ridiculous and it's it's all across the board too it's not just i mean it's worse in mm-hmm. other leagues than than one but all across the board it's inconsistent and it's like we need to find yeah. some type of consistency there needs to be a consistency within it um and i feel like football has found consistency within other rules and other things but var and handball are two things that are very inconsistent across the board and we need to find some type of consistency for that or else we're going to this this is just going to continue we'll be here every single mm-hmm. week arguing and, and upset about var and handball and this and, that and the third so yeah you know, there needs to be evolution there are updates yeah. to the rules yeah i mean handball's like you said is always going to be up for interpretation but like it's just i don't think that there's really that many rules that need to be really applied to this game this game is so it's true like, great straightforward yeah yeah there is really nothing Mm -hmm. that you really need to add or enhance like you know enhance Mm -hmm. like the experience i think the only thing that you have to you know look at is obviously the offside rule i feel like they they showed a a very efficient way a very like fair as you know whatever in the world cup actually yeah in the world cup so like you know and you're taking the human element out of it exactly so there is no Mm -hmm. like no, this is very black and white. Yeah, cut and dry. Yeah. If there's technology, foul, yeah. like you know, but some of these serious fouls, and it's just kind of like I don't know, man. It's just like it just it just seems like we're in it for like the ratings and the drama. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know what I'm saying. And these guys are like the the one guy who was the guy that you said in the in the group chat. He got suspended. Now he's back. He, oh, oh, Anthony yeah, Taylor. Anthony yeah. Taylor. And he, he gets given the biggest game of the week. Yeah. Man City wow. Chelsea. Like, wow. Like, so he gets like, suspended and then he goes to the championship. In the one week he gets demoted, he gives up a very, uh, very controversial PK, yeah. which is only controversial because the media wants it to be controversial. The man didn't get touched. And now mm-hmm. he's back to ref one of the biggest games of the week, Chelsea versus Man City. So it's like, again, there's no real checks and balances for these referees, I feel like. They, you say you get demoted, but then you're back to your regular job the week later. And then, you know, there's no real consequence. They can make as many bad calls or they can make, they can miss as many calls as they want. And it seems that there's no checks and balances. There's no, you know, they they say, sorry, we missed the call, but then there's no real improvement from week to week. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like that is the main issue here with the, the consistent there's no consistency and then mm-hmm. we don't really know what the calls are because from week to week we see handball called one way and then we see red cards called another way and so it's you know for a fan it's tough because you don't know what the rules are anymore and for the coaches i can understand why somebody like arteta is going at you know going the way he is because these are real real people playing real games they work mm-hmm. hard. Just like Gabriel said, these guys are working hard to do their very best to get results. And sometimes your best isn't good enough. You know, like they say, sometimes it's better to be lucky than to be good. But, you know, VAR will be one of those things that we'll, we'll keep seeing for weeks to come. But Arsenal, you know, 
Arsenal keeps moving in Europe. You know, after years of not being there, they are they look comfortable. Two 0 win today. Goal and assist by uh by or goal and assist by Saka or was it just goal? Bukayo. Yeah, goal and assist, yeah, goal, goal and assist mm-hmm. by Starboy. Just you know, living up to his nickname, Starboy. Um, talk about it, Gabriel. How did you how how do you feel about today's match? Um, you know, I felt good. Um, you know, this is a team that we struggle with. I think we lost them earlier in. Uh, no, we didn't lose. I think we drew them earlier yeah. in uh, champion. We beat them in Champions League before. Yeah, Mar- oh no, yeah, it was it was yeah, it was yeah, one no. It was one no, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's was I mean, I don't know. Sevilla is always a tricky team to play. Um they're they're always good in Europe, whether in Europa League or Champions League. I feel like they're always decent. Um, so yeah, I was just happy to to see my boys, you know, really we really dominated the match, you know. They really didn't have too much going forward. Um Martinelli was on a, a madness. The, the right back didn't know what to do with him. He just he just had no pace. He just kept running past him. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was good to see you know Saka get a goal and an assist. Um, great great uh, patches of play for the first goal and then second goal. You know composure, beat the defender um, and great finish. So yeah, no, I, honestly, I re- I really don't have too much to say about about today's match. I just feel like it was it was a match that we we really, really needed, um, and we needed a win. We needed a convincing win, especially just because, you know, we did take two losses in our last two matches. You know, we, we lost against West Ham in the in the League Cup. We lost against Newcastle in, in Premier League. So, yeah. um, you know, we, we needed a we needed a win. Um, we needed to get back to our winning ways, and we needed, like, a, a convincing one. And this was for sure a convincing win, like, dominated from top to bottom, from the moment the match started, we were on them. We didn't really let up um, at all. And, you know, we, we held possession and we had the, the better of the chances. And they really didn't have anything too threatening going forward. So, you know, I, I really like today's performance. Um, I, I really don't think there are any – I mean, Asaka played well, of course. You know, he got his goals and assists. But I don't I don't want to say that there's, like, a whole bunch of standout performances or I don't think there are – whole bunch of bad or negative performances. I just think it was a very good overall team win um, that we needed. And, um, and yeah, you know, we're, we're top of the table in, in Champions League. We're still not through. So, you know, we still need to get one more win to to propel us to, you know, actually get through in Champions League and, and get us to that knockout stage, which I, I think we will do. But, you know, it was just good to see my team go, go out after, you know, two losses, um, you know, and, and get a win. And it's it's not – these matches aren't easy, you know. It's Champions yeah, League. Everyone's right. are up for it. So, you know, yeah. even though we're at home, it gave us that advantage. But, you know, it's it's easier said than done to go get – just go get a win. Yeah, Sevilla's so, a tricky team, you know. Yeah, it's, they're yeah. always tricky, man. They're always tricky, yeah. you know what I mean. They didn't win – they haven't won Europa League for no reason, you know what I mean, yeah. and back in Champions League. So, so yeah, man, Um, I'm happy about today's win. Uh. Yeah, Yo, not, touch on Newcastle's good. game. Yo, touch on that Newcastle. Yeah, we, I, so I didn't be, know if we were gonna, before. Yeah, before I, I we hop into the prem. Yeah, yeah. Before we hop into the prem, because we could talk about that in a second. I wanted to ask. So, I mean, this is your first time back in Champions League after you know over five years, and after last year, you know, you know the the success that you guys had in the league. The success that Arteta's having with this team, how everyone seems to be buying in. Everyone looks like they're firing at the right time. 
what would you what would you count as success in Europe this year? I know you guys aren't through, but you guys look very very. It, 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 we we can almost say that you guys are through. What, what would you count as success in Europe this year? Hold on, ask him, Cornelius. Just ask him. No, because I ask him. That's no, because because they're not there yet. Because <laughs> no, no, that's crazy. Do you think that? Do you think Art? Do Do you personally think Arsenal is the best team in the Champions League right now? No, I would what? say so. I, I don't. No, 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 I wouldn't no, no, say so. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I wouldn't say so. So I. So I, for I me, think... for me, for a team that hasn't gone this far in this tournament in a long time, I wanna. I just wanna see what he what he measures as success while we're still in the group stages. Later down the road, if they get to quarters, if they get to the semis, then we can start yeah, talking expectations about expectations. Right now, yeah. right now, mm-hmm. while they're in the group stage, while they're firing, they're on top of the table. What does he see as success? If I'm if I'm being completely honest, well, to answer your first question, no, I don't think we're the best team in Champions League. Let's just get that out the way real quick. I don't think we're the best team in Champions League, but I will say that I do think we're in the top three or top four. Um, I, I definitely think that, and so we're I think City. We're saying Madrid top three, top four. I was about to yes, say. So I, at that point, I personally, I no, no. Let me, let me land. Can I, can I land, please? Let me land. Let me land. Okay. Let me land. Let me land. So, I personally think, like, let me, let me, let me start. I personally think that we're, we're, we're at least top three, if not top four, one of the best teams in the Champions League currently. Um, now it, it Champions League really only falls on like how really the cookie crumbles, you know, like you can get great draws going all the way to the final and you can get terrible draws going all the way through. So it's really how the cookie crumbles. Right. But if I'm being honest, I think we were one of the top three teams, um, especially completely healthy, completely healthy. When we have all of our players, I for sure think we're one of the can best you give teams us in the Champions top three? League. Ooh, I like um, that. I would say. I would say I would say City is over us. Mm-hmm. I would put Madrid over us. Those are two teams right now, a hundred percent. If we're not three, you can say PSG. Bayern. You can say PSG. Bayern. Bayern. You can say PSG or Bayern, but honestly, I think you're six. No, honestly, I don't. Not. I don't think it's a bad take, except for I think top four. Yeah, top three. It's top you three is tight. Top who, three is who, who tight. Am I? But top yeah, four, who am I, I think we're one. Of, I think we're one of the best. The top one of the top teams now. You think you're better than AC Milan? Yes, I think we can be. Yes, yeah, yeah. Arsenal is better than. AC yes, Milan. yes, okay. I think we're beating Milan. Um, so for me, Barcelona. my yes, also, um, I think, mm. I, I yes, hundred percent. L- listen, we shut down center forwards. That's Please, ask the city. I, listen, I listen. You heard my statement. Top three or top four. Okay. Now, when it comes to measuring success in the Champions League, uh, you know we haven't been there in a while. This is a, a new for a lot of our players. But I, for me, and, and maybe I'm a, a little bit more biased, but for me, I truly think, and it, like I said, it really only like it really depends on the draw because. You know, we could come out round of 16, okay, Arsenal, Bayern. Like, we have all the Champions League years, like, previous. You know, it could just be a, a one of those. Um, And, you know, we'll see how the cookie crumbles that way. But if I'm being honest, I think this team is good enough to get to the semis. Like, completely healthy, 
and not even completely healthy because we won't have Timber for a while, but we get Partey back, you know, we, we get Smith Rowe back. I'm, I'm not saying these guys are going to start all the time, but we get our team back, Smith Rowe, we get Partey back, we get some of these guys back, Jesus back. You know, I think this team is is has more than enough quality and is has uh has the ability to to get to the semis. I truly think we can get to the semis. If we get to the quarters and we lose, I won't be upset. I think we I think we could have gotten further depending on who we play, but I'm currently kind of matching up successes. Like if we get to the semis this year, I'll be like, and we lose, I'll be like, you know what? That's fine. I, I'll accept that. I will completely accept that. Um, depending on who we play, of course. But but no, I honestly, I really do see us getting to the semis. And if we if we fall to a city or if we fall to a a, a Bayern or it, honestly, if you fall in the semis, you're losing against one of the best teams in the world, most likely. You know, Top and four, that's where we want to be. You know, we're we're it, granted technically we're technically a new team in Champions League. This is a completely new squad in Champions League. So if one of our first years we get to the semis. I'm cool with that. I can, I can, I can respect that. Do I expect to go and win the Champions League this year? No, I. That's not expect expectation of mine. But do I expect to go and compete? Absolutely, absolutely. I expect us to go compete and and really put on good performances. This is where we want to be. We want to play with the best. We've been begging for this for the past seven years. Now we're here. So go compete. Um. So I, I measure our success, and I think it'll be a success if we get to the semis. We get to the semis. More than a success, even honestly, even get to the quarters and we lose against a, a bigger team like a Madrid or a Bayern or a City or something like that. Um, I'll still count it as you no know, successful, um, depending on how we play and stuff. But, but yeah, no, I think semis for like solidify. If we get to the semis, I'll be like, I don't even care what happens moving forward. We got to, got to the semis, I'm good. Um, so yeah, I would say, I would say semifinals. Okay, Newcastle, what happens? <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot we can get to the newcastle match and if if we're being if i'm being completely honest um the newcastle match a lot of people might might have a lot of things to say and I, i'm gonna i'm gonna go to var first because i well i'm gonna go to var first this is where i'll go i personally think that one this is one of the the better premier league matches that we've seen in, in the league in total. Um, I think this match was everything that kind of that we hoped for and wanted within a match. Good, it was yeah. physical. It was it was a very physical match. It was both teams, I felt like, even though they weren't completely healthy, battling at their best, I feel like everyone was up for it. The crowd was up for it. Um, the atmosphere was there. Everything was right. Performance-wise, I don't want to go out and single out any players or anything like that because I felt like everyone was on it. I liked our performance. I thought we performed well. I thought we played well completely. I think we did. I, I still think we do. I thought, uh, you know, I believe that we uh, we played well. Um, and I just truly think that that game was just a series of, of unfortunate events. Unfortunately, you know, no, honestly, like, when you when and when you go to the VAR call, there's they had three separate occasions. You had the ball went out, which I'm, I want to speak on. The ball the ball went out. You have the the foul on Gabrielle, and you have the offsides. Now the ball going out. This is another thing of VAR that I want to speak about because 
if we have goal line technology, why isn't that all across the end line? That has been my question for uh, uh, over a year now. I don't understand it. But if we have technology that's on the goal line and they can they can show the whole ball over this little bit of yes. grass of hair, whatever the case may be, why isn't that on the touch line? And why do you have to re- we, why do we have to rely on angles for, that aren't really that won't give us the clear picture? Why on... does the Premier League not have that angle? Exactly, I don't the best know. League it makes no looking, sense. It they're not looking for that zero angle. sense. They're not looking. It makes zero sense. It, they should looking. have that angle. Every every stadium in the Prem should have that angle or cameras showing that mm-hmm. or the same technology for the goal line should just be all across the end line. That's what it should be. Matter of fact, it should be all around the pitch. It really just should. This is the should first be. time I've heard. When it comes to like goals, when it comes to goals, if you're gonna check the goal. That's what it should be. And from from my eyes, the ball looked completely out. And everyone wants to say, "Oh, it's the angle. It's the angle." Well, I can't see that angle. The angle I see, you can see the grass in between the ball and the end line. So I'm thinking the ball is out. So for me, the ball is out. The the play should have been deaded there. Now, secondly, the follow on Gabrielle, right? I'm biased. I'm going to say, yes, I think it should be a foul because, once again, in Champions League today, there is an instance, I think it was in the Leipzig game, where a player, uh, he it was like a, a similar situation where full extension of the arms, guy got pushed, they called the goal back. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't allow the goal. They called the goal back. So we go, th- no, not too long ago, Gabriel, I mean, th- th- like I said, this this decision could have gone either way. That's how I feel. It could have gone either way. It was very just up in the air. It was very subjective. I personally would have called the foul because it was a full extension. That's the only reason I would have really called the foul. In the grand scheme of things, the game was physical. Everyone was up for it. There were tackles going all over the place. So I understand why it didn't get called because it was a physical match. This and the third, but at the end of the day, when players are at full extension of their arms in a in a goal scoring situation, those get called back. So the for whatever reason, it, why wasn't the foul called when you can literally see this man full extension on Gabrielle's back? Whether you think it's a whole bunch of contact or not, this man is full extending, pushing him in his back, which we saw get called back today. So why wasn't it called? I don't know. Now the offsides. We really couldn't see the ball, not the angle. I really don't even care about that too much. But for those first two is really what I'm looking at. Like, yeah, I can see the grass mm-hmm. in between the ball and the line. It's out. A if that's the only a, angle you have, and that's, you have yeah, that's to go the only with angle you have. Yeah. And then on top of that, and it, but they didn't rule it that because it's it's not conclusive. You know, it's not conclusive as an evidence. And then the following Gabrielle, like like I said, I don't want to complain about too much because in the heat of battle of things, the game was physical. If you really watch that mm-hmm. match, the game was extremely physical. So goals like that, you know, they're bound to happen. This and that and the third. But at the same time, we have VAR. VAR called that same goal back today in another match. So why isn't getting called back in this match too? And, yeah. you know, you had the offsides call and, and that is what it is. But... It's different. It would have been different if you know we would have lost two nil, three nil, seven third. This is a one nil match. And this and is a very even that. match. Yeah. yeah, and it was a very even match. So mm-hmm. now I feel a certain type of way. Yeah, because this is the only way they scored. This is the only real like big big mm-hmm. chance that they had mm-hmm. in the match was this. It was and and there was. 
three VAR checks before they even gave the goal, and two of them were extremely suspect. Mm -hmm. So when Arteta goes and he goes on a rant, and I I, I, I sat here and was, like, waiting for Arteta to come because I was like, I know he's going to go on a rampage. And when his, they showed his face, you could see it in his eyes. The guy was fuming. He was fuming mm -hmm. because you can – this is ridiculous. It's a disgrace, and he's completely right. He's completely right. There's no reason that the best league in the world with the most money in the world have all the sponsorships, all the TV deals, can't get an angle or don't that have the technology crazy. for the end line. It's, it's ridiculous. It's not, like that's that's crazy. It, it's not even it's like the Gabriel foul can go either way. Honestly, that could go either way. And I get that one. I can I can semi understand that one. Right. But the but the out of bounds is ridiculous to me. That mm -hmm. one. I can see the grass. You should have the angles. You should have the technology. And that's where you just fail the players. You fail, not even just the players, you fail the league. The league is failing because this won't be the only instance. They won't be able to implement this by January. It's not going to be implemented by January thing. So how many other goals are going to be where the ball goes out, but they only have some weak angle? So uh, we just have to, it's inconclusive. It wasn't clear. So we won't call it. And that's that's where my frustration is. You know, not even so much on the Gabriel, you know, foul, but – and my frustration is there too, but on the on the out of bounds. And it's just like – and that's the only yeah. way we lose this match. If not, mm -hmm. we get a point. Mm -hmm. If not, we get a point out of this match. So that's where my frustration lies. I'm not I have a question I'm for not, you. I'm not mad at the players. I'm not mad at the manager. I'm not mad on, on any of that. I'm just mad about really, truly the VAR the and yeah. the, and just the state of the league and the technology and how the league is currently failing. Um, yeah. Just the teams and it and it's and it's frustrating. So yeah, so there was a call that went in your favor, the Havertz uh, slide. What did you think? That went in if your I'm, favor. It did, and if I'm being completely honest, given the given the match. I think it was a strong yellow, yes, but that was never mm -hmm. a red in any in any circumstance because one, he, it's not like he went studs up, and it was this trailing leg, and it didn't even catch him that that much. You know, it caught him for sure. You know, it was definitely a foul. It was late, ten thousand percent. But given the gratitude of the game, what was going on, it wasn't. He, that wasn't only the bad. That wasn't the only tough tackle. That wasn't only the bad tackle. Like. It went in our favor, but I don't think I ever should have been called a red. If it would have been called a red, I would have been fuming on here today. I'm not even gonna lie, I would have been mm -hmm. fuming. Um, but no, I, I I think the Kai Havers call was was correct. They got that one right, at, at least okay. they got that one right. But I was things, telling my no. guy, this was the second like worst officiating like this season after the terrible. Liverpool game. The Liverpool game yeah. was bad. The Liverpool Tottenham game, but this one, I was like. Man, yeah, man. I, I read something today that said the most red cards ever given in a Premier League season is 50. We're on pace for 85. <laughs> take take that take that as that you may. Crazy. Just just take that as you will. But we're on pace for 85 this year. That's insane. And in, in crazy. a third into the season. And imagine, I mean, I mean, they didn't have VAR back in the day, but some of these tackles that guys used to put on guys back in the day. Dude, bro. Like, some of these tackles are just like child's. Roy Keane? 
wouldn't be able to bro, play this. Vintage, vintage. I'm, I'm my mind goes to vintage, bro. <laughs> Straight. <laughs> You're right. Oh my goodness, man. So, but yeah, man. It's just to just to wrap up. You know, I have I have no complaints about our our, our performance this past weekend. Absolutely none. I thought we were up for. It. We played well. It was just unfortunately, Cornelia said in the chat best. It was how the cookie crumbled. And unfortunately, it just crumbled mm-hmm. in one of the worst ways for us. Um, and, you know, it's we, we won't be the only team that's hurt by VAR this year. Every team's going to get – every the, until VAR gets fixed, there's, there's going to be the the table that is with VAR and the table without VAR. <laughs> and it will be completely different, these tables, you know. So, you know, it's just something that, unfortunately, we're on the short end of the stick this week. And – you know, we just have to we have to take it in stride. But I don't think it takes away from our performance. And I think Arteta was completely correct in saying that, you know, the performance and everything else was there. It was just the officiating that I feel that let us down. So you just got to take it in stride. <clears throat> yeah, tough 1-0 loss, you know, over the weekend to a very good Newcastle team who's, you know, they're fighting. They're also in, in Europe as well, so – or this year. So they, you know, they're – they're going to keep fighting, you know, because they want to make they they want to come back and be the Newcastle of of old, you know, the Newcastle that was fighting for top four every year. Another team that you know wants to be one of those teams that continues to stay in top four every year with another one nil match this weekend was Manchester United with a late winner by Bruno Fernandez in the 90th minute. Salam, how was uh? You know, how was that full of match? Because I know you were probably biting your nails until Bruno, <laughs> until Bruno got that goal. Because I was looking, I was I ready mean, to be like, "You're going first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like every game with United this season has been um, the same. Excuse me. Uh, especially in the Premier League, I think Mike said it in the group chat. Like, when was the last time, if you can remember, United having a good performance this season? Um. There could be a lot of there could be a lot of uh, you know I guess issues that kind of go into that. Yes, we do have injuries, but you know we don't we still don't have an identity. Some of these players still don't look interested. Um, you know, if they had a better keeper, that ball doesn't go in. Um, so I mean, I don't really take too much from the win. I think that it was great for Ten Hag just so that he could quiet some of the um, noise. You know, the noise about Ten Hag out. I know that, you know, it's funny. Um, a manager hasn't been sacked in the Premier League this season yet. Usually, no by, yeah, wow. usually, usually by now, one is gone. That's how the media, you know, make their money. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that he was able to kind of dead that. He He's actually the first manager, the quickest manager to get to 50 wins in Man United history. That's crazy. Um, no way. Uh, yeah, you know, and we've had Sir Alex Ferguson here, and he he did it in about seventy some games. So, or I don't know, seventy. I don't know what the actual record was, but he got to fifty wins before Jose, Sir Alex, and all these other guys. So, that's um, crazy. But no, I, I don't really take too too much stock into the win. I think great for Bruno. Um, unfortunately, he disappeared today, so it didn't really matter <laughs> yeah i mean i think champions league is what top five now right so i think that i think we have a shot we're only six points off of arsenal 
six points ahead of Chelsea. And I think a lot of points off of the first place team, but I think it's going to get um, a lot worse before it gets better here. So, so speaking about Ten Hag, you know, over the last few weeks, there's been a lot of noise surrounding him. There's been some Ten Hag out people. There's yeah. been some some supporters of him. What do you, you know, there there are people who didn't think he'd last till January. Um, what, what's your take on it? As far as Ten Hag as a manager, I know you have your issues surrounding him, but do you think he's the guy that could propel United forward? Do you like his managerial style? I mean, you've had him now for a full year, just about. So, yeah, I mean, you know what's crazy is is that like we're in year two now, and it, sometimes it's like I still don't know like who this manager is. I still don't know who our team is. Um, you know, I have to give him credit for uh, what he did last year. I think, um, in spite of a lot of um, obstacles that were presented to him without really you know him being in control of it i think he managed those obstacles well and won us a trophy uh got us top four um made a competitive run in all the cups that we were in so um no i, I don't think that he should go i think the people that should go are are the consistent you know factors in all of this for the past you know however many years so i i don't i don't, I don't doubt him um as a manager i think that just like every every manager he has weaknesses for example he has zero i do not trust his talent id um like and i'm really happy that this new if this sir jim ratcliffe guy comes in and can bring in a proper director of football great because hey some some managers just don't have that football id um that is required so don't trust his talent id I think his in-game management is poor. Um, you know, he talks about he comes from Ajax and he talks about how we're going to play this expansive style. You buy a keeper that plays out of the back. We don't play out of the back. And then you say out in a comment a few weeks ago, a few weeks later, a few weeks ago, saying that we'll never play the way that we played in Ajax. You know, like here at Man United. So I'm like, we don't have the players. Yeah. So <laughs> where are the players? <laughs> where are the players? You keep bringing in the players. So like, why? why the players, the players. And, and you don't play the players that you want to play. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't, why is Amrabat not playing? Like, why, why is, you know, you brought in Regulon, but you would rather overplay the low than him. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't quite make sense on like, you know, his, uh, some of his decisions, but um, no, I, I don't think like the loss today, how are you going to put that on him? Um, the fact that we have so many players that are hurt, and I haven't used that as an excuse. It's a part of the game. Injuries are a part of the game. It's just, you know, Wan-Bissaka came back recently. He's been great for us. But, you know, we need Casemiro back. We need Lissandro back. Um, you know, we need Luke Shaw. I mean, I don't, you know. I, 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 I don't. Where has Luke Shaw been? Is he injured? He has contract. You know how it goes with him, man. He signs it and then he's off. So, uh, <laughs> no, but like, I no, I, I don't doubt the manager at all. You, you can't look at this season and and put 100% of the blame on him. No, so, as a fan, what does Manchester United need? What do you guys need? Like, I think we just need a direct. I think we need a director of football, man. I really think we just need like the players. Like, we just we need to like really cleanse this team. 
if you look at every if you look at every manager that's been here for United, it's always been patchwork, piecework. Yeah, the other the, guys play. You know, you, you know, we still have, <laughs> you know, we still have guys like from Van Gaal's era. We still have guys from Jose's era. Like, you know, Arteta yeah, comes true. in. Arteta comes in, gets it, uh, gets into Arsenal, completely guts the squad. Yeah, the, the last of our team. You know what I'm saying? And there has to, because there has to be that level of, you know, continuity and trust between the director of football and the manager. The manager, yeah. You know, Edu and Arteta, what they have. We don't, we don't have that. You know, ours is 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 completely. Yeah, man. Um, so that's I, I feel like that's really what just what we need. We just need better players, man. You look at some of these guys that are playing, like, come on, man. Why are we playing Johnny Evans, you know, now? You know, the, the reason why is because he's cheap and we don't have the money to, to buy a proper center back because of You're right. the poor financial decisions that the director of football has been making over the past nine years. So I think that if we just get someone that knows what they're doing in that department, we'll be fine. We need players. My, my, before we get off United, um, I know in the in the media uh, there have been reports that Ten Hag has been having like you know one on one meetings with players to try to regain you know the just some control and um, some control in the locker room. You could say, for lack of better terms. My question is: Do you think he can? Do you think he can get the locker room back? personally like do you think with this with this group of players you know moving forward you know do you think he can get them back on track and get them i i guess this sounds bad but get back in, in good graces with the players i just don't like i personally just don't feel as if and i'm saying this as a coach as well too and i don't coach at the level as ten hog is but i just feel like i don't need to be gaining <laughs> your uh you know what i'm saying like what relationship back you play for me i'm the manager here you know what i'm saying i think that the problem at man united is that hey we showed this with jose man united has shown that they are pro players not pro manager right because the the players are essentially what make the money not the manager we fired jose Mourinho because paul pogba was complaining and marcus rashford said he was mean you know like these guys, come on, man. Like, they, I, I don't think that I, first of all, I think that article is rubbish. I don't think that he needs to do that because I look at the team today and this team looked like they were fighting, fighting for the bat, fighting for the manager. So I'm not going to say, like, no, I don't think that he's lost anything. Look at what he, what they did last year. When, when they score, when, when they score, look at the player's reaction, look at the manager's reaction. So I 100% believe that everybody's on the same page. I just think that. A lot of the players that we're expecting to play well are not playing well. And a lot of the guys that we're expecting to step up are not stepping up. A lot of the guys that, you know, what's funny is that all these guys that he's bringing in are not good enough. So we keep seeing more of the players that we've already seen before. Where is Mason Mount today? Did you see? I don't know if you guys saw it. I challenge you to watch the last one. Mason Mount just comes on. He's too, I don't know, tired to close down on the close down on the pressure to win the ball back like that come on man like that it's a fundamental like some of these guys are just not up for it and it's like 
he has to be held responsible for some of the players that he's brought in. But come on, man. Some of these guys are just not up for it, man. Like, where is Bruno? Where That's our captain, you know? Hello? <laughs> like, where is, you know, where is, like, What's up? On, like, it's just kind of like, oh, Nana. Like, I'm just, you, hmm. I, I don't know. I, I can't. Today they didn't help him, though. Today they didn't help no, him. No, today they didn't help him. They didn't help him at all. The Black Barts. <laughs> Shout out Maguire, though. Shout out Maguire. That's Maguire great. was playing his ass off today. Yeah, man. The Black Bart Simpson, man. That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Same haircut. <laughs> yeah. But no, um, but yeah, you know, United's going through their their rough patch. Seems like they've been going through their rebuild now for five years. It it, it must be it, it must be tough. It, it must be tough. It's just I'm telling you, man. We just got remember what Ragnick said. We need open, open heart, heart surgery. Yeah, we you need, need to do what Chelsea just did. We need players. Man. That's what you don't need to do. Yeah, but but like even even like with your point though, Mike, it's like that's a good segue into Chelsea. But it's just kind of like you have to buy into what's going on there. Is it going to look mm-hmm. pretty right mm-hmm. now? No, but like you know that hey, like we do have a plan. We're going to go with these young guys, and you know we're not going down the the, the commercial route. I guess you would say, you know, with some of these guys that I guess we would we used to would get but you just gotta buy in man true talking about buying in we we, we definitely bought <laughs> we, we definitely bought um chelsea chelsea versus tottenham last match of this past weekend actually played on this past monday um I'm gonna start off by saying this: Whenever Chelsea and you, and Tottenham play, you know it's gonna be fireworks. It's mm-hmm. just one of those derbies that I, it's never. It's usually never a draw. And I, I was actually just looking back at our past, you know, like three or four years. Last year was the only time we drew them, and even that draw came with controversy. It was the Cucurella mm-hmm. airport, airport yeah. on the corner, and then there was a re-corner, and then Kane scores, mm-hmm. and you know there's fireworks mm-hmm. at the very mm-hmm. end of the oh, match. Conte, right? You Conte. know, you know, there's the, there's the yeah. whole the handshake handshake gate the between Tuchel mm-hmm. and, and and Conte, and there's just always something. Mm-hmm. This year, <laughs> it was the red card early. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> it's just always something, and this is actually one of the matches I look forward to. Um, I know it's Tottenham Stadium and not White Hart Lane or what we used to call Three Point Lane anymore. But for some reason, whenever I play Tottenham, I just expect three points. And I said that last week. Mm, I said, yo, I don't know. I I said, I don't know what's going to happen, but I fully expect to get a result. I said, I fully feel that we'll get three points if we don't. I, I, I didn't feel like there was a loss in our future. And as much as I would love to say that I love the win, I hated it. Um, and I know this is going to, you know, probably fall on some deaf ears, but this Chelsea team still just, I know it's going to take, I know we're in our growing pains stage right now, but this is one of the games that didn't give me any confidence that we're taking a step in the right direction. I mean, we're up two men for the majority of this match and somehow weren't able to get that second goal to put you know, us in the lead until the 78th minute, 79th minute. And then even then, 
You know, we're still up two men. They get two set pieces, which they easily could have scored on both. Eric Dyer with a beautiful finish. He was a touch offside, thank God. And then, you know, two, three minutes later, they get another foul with another chance to score. To, you know, possibly equalize at 2-2. And the whole time I'm, you know, working from home, just stressing in my room while I'm supposed (laughs) to be working, looking like, yo, can we put this game away? Can we find this third goal? Can we put this game away? And for me, it's, you know, it's a good thing that we did get the win and we're able to move. But at the same time, this Chelsea team is frustrating because we have games against Liverpool to start off the season where we draw, you know, and you say, okay, maybe we can do well. Then we go through our rough patch. We come back. We get three wins in a row. We see Arsenal, a game that I fully believe we still should have won. 2-2 draw. Okay. So I'm looking at us saying against the top teams in the league, we get results. Mm-hmm. And even though we did get a result against this Tottenham team, the result was not in the fashion that I would have liked it. This game easily could have been a loss. It easily could have been a loss. So as much as I would like to say I love the win, for me, it was just one of those games I was happy to get out of. And, you know, this is one of those games that we'll look back and we'll have a lot, a lot, mm-hmm. a lot to learn from. Um, that's pretty much all I have to say, because for me, it wasn't one of those games that I want to harp on, really. But I want to hear what Mike felt, you know. After yeah, I mean, it, it was for a 4-1 win. There was nothing. They didn't give us anything. I mean, Nicholas Jackson mm-hmm. had trick, but. The most fraudulent. Uh-uh, you was gassing it. Yeah. Oh, don't don't hide no, on we camera. No, 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 no. I, 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 I will. I will. That's all oh, we yeah. have. That's all we have. Okay. I will. I'm going like, gas. It's it. the weakest hat trick I've ever seen in my life. Literally, okay. he, he even had a chance Thank to get four, you. and then he skies Bro. it over the top. And Mudrick didn't. <laughs> that's why Mudrick didn't celebrate. It took us to the nice. what 74th, 75th minute to get the second yeah. goal. Yeah. Yep. Postacoglu was playing the high line. You know, people were going crazy. Oh, why is he still playing the high line? As a Chelsea fan, you know how I saw it? He doesn't respect us. He's egging us on. He doesn't respect us. He just doesn't respect us. Bro, that game should have been easily eight, nine, easily. Two red cards? What did we do? Four. I mean, you, you take the three points and you move, but I wasn't impressed. I mean, that's all I can say. I just wasn't. This is one of those games where you expect Sterling to to go off. This is one of those games where you expect your big players to play big. And we have to, you know, get a lucky Ligulus Jackson hat trick at the end of the match. He scored in like the 93rd and the 95th where their nine players had dead legs. They're not trying to get back. At this point, they're playing a high line. We had so many offsides. It's like their high line was at our half. We essentially yeah. were in our whole half. So mm-hmm. how are you going off size? And for me, it's one of those things where for Pochettino, if they didn't have hours on hours of film, for me to come this week, I better see improvements. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the biggest thing for me is if a team is going to play a high line against you, just get the ball to the quickest players. We subbed on Mudrik. He didn't get the ball as much as he should have. We have Sterling on the outside. We have Nicholas Jackson against two less men. And we're still not able to put a goal in until the 70, you know, whatever minute. And then finally get those two at the end as consolation. But, you know, kudos to Nicholas Jackson on his hat trick. I can't remember the last time a Chelsea player got a hat trick in the Mm -hmm. league. So that's, you know, you know, hats off to him. But 
I really have to say I respect this Tottenham team. Vicario is looking like one of the best keepers in the league this yeah. year. I mean, there were a lot of shots that he saved that truly saved them Should from being I'm seven eight. Now. On that. I'm glad seven eight one. On Vicario mm-hmm. is. Uh, I have to hats off to him, man. He is mm-hmm. a world class keeper. He's one he's five. serious. And and yeah, that whole team. Serious. I mean. That whole, I don't know what Andrew's doing over there, but he actually has this Tottenham team bought in, yeah. looking extremely, extremely difficult to beat. Extremely difficult to beat. And had it only been 10 men that we were playing against, I can't say that we get the I can't say Facts. we get the win. I truly Facts. can't say we get the win. And so I'm not of the I'm not of the school of thought to say uh, we should be embarrassed to have only beat them with two men extra, but at the same time, it is embarrassing to have mm-hmm. two extra men and still have to fight that hard to beat a team Struggling. that obviously was yeah. tired at the end of the match, second half. And so for me, this has to be a, you know, a learning experience for, for Poch. This has to be a learning experience for him because these are the matches that you put away early and then just coast, take off your good players, have them rest because now we have to see City. So if we're struggling against a Tottenham team with nine men on the pitch, when we're paying in our toughest, mm-hmm. toughest stretch of games thus far, you know, we just saw, we, we just saw Tottenham. We saw Arsenal a few weeks ago. Now we're seeing City still have to play against a Newcastle team that looks very, very good. We these are the games that you know. I'm glad that we're able to get through with a win, yeah. but I'm looking forward and saying, okay, we're tenth on the table right now. But we're only five or six points off, you know, top five, top six. These are the games that we need to to put behind us, but also grow from. Because these aren't the games that give us, that, as a fan now, these aren't the games that give me a lot of confidence in saying, oh, th- we, we can go in the city and get a result. Because mm-hmm. for me now, looking at this past match, I don't know how we're going to go up against City. No, I think they're coming to the bridge. I might be wrong, I, I, no, I know they're coming to the bridge, but my point is, it doesn't give me any hope. No, it doesn't give no. me hope. These are the games we want to build off of. When we were going into Arsenal and we had that three-game win streak, what I say? I yeah. said this, this is going to be a tougher match for Arsenal. This is going to be a. T- they have to come to the bridge and they have to get a result against us. I felt great against that Arsenal match. You know, two-two, sure, I'll take the result, but I truly felt that we were going to win. Now, when we're going into City, you know a team that I put on par with Arsenal as they were the two teams fighting for the league last year. I don't know how we're going to go. And that's as a Chelsea fan, you just want confidence. You just Mm -hmm. want confidence when you're, when you're facing these top four teams, when you're facing a Manchester city, when you're facing an Arsenal, when you're facing a Tottenham, you just want confidence that you can go in and get a result, whether it's home, whether it's away, whether it's on a neutral ground, you just want confidence because historically we're a team that, that invokes fear, you know. When we go into some of these pitches, there's no fear anymore, and no, that's no, okay. No. You know, we, we've had two, three years where we're, we've been on a slump. But I just want to get back to the point where people have to respect us. And Mike, you said it best: when you're paying a high line, when you're down two men, it's disrespectful. It's honestly very, very. Disrespectful. That's how I took it. I was like, bro, I. Yeah, I thought you. it was very naive. I know that, like, I guess he like won a lot of what brownie points, uh, mm. but like. No, nah, man, I just think that that was very naive of you. It was disrespectful, really. Like, yeah, like, you know, but that's he, like... He didn't respect us enough to think... I mean, honest, honestly, though, 
I, I take it. It's not even naive. Salam, like, come on. He knows what he was doing. Salam, let's Salam, let's be real. Let's be real though. This let's be real. This is a, a Premier League manager. This man knows exactly what he was doing. He was literally being like, I don't have the respect for you to like, come at me. That's exactly. literally what he's saying. Like, you remember, two you men down. Ragnick, you remember when Ragnick went two, 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 four, two, 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 two? <laughs> I wanted that last because he realized, oh, shit. Um, th- th- this, this is different here. It's not working. <laughs> yeah. I- I- I'm sorry, buddy. But uh, right, I know that you won a lot of brownie points with your fans and everything. And I like the enthusiasm. You know, I guess you showed a lot of grit. You know, he had nothing to lose, uh, though. He, no, he, I, I think like it was completely he, nice, especially after the, especially after you. If you go down one, okay, like we can still have a go at you. Okay, I respect mm-hmm. that. Down two, you, like yeah, go back. Who are, you? who are like, bro? Come on, man. You lucky that it was a. If that was a better team, and that's I, our. But that's so that's the point. That's so, the whole so point. That's, so the point. that's a better team. Disrespect. They lose by eight goals. If that's City, if that's doing, Arsenal. He's they not are doing losing that versus us, bro. One. He said it. He said it in the post game. He said, "We're always gonna have a go, mate." And I was like, "Well, then you're gonna get <laughs> uh, destroyed, mate." And I don't believe that. And I truly, and I know he said that I in know. his post game. Yeah, I, I, I don't, don't believe, believe exactly. That. I don't. He's believe not. He, he's respecting Pep more than that. He's mm-hmm. respecting Arteta more than that. He's not doing mm-hmm. it. He doesn't he's respect us well. because he mm-hmm. thinks, "Oh, this is just Chelsea." This is just Chelsea. Yeah. And luckily we were able us, I mean, I said it in the group chat. I didn't expect to win. After we after we got to the 60th minute, 70th minute, it's still 1-1. I'm like, yo, where is this goal coming from? Now, when you were up to Sterling, was, I was like, that's, that's when we finally went up to, I still wasn't convinced. They tied the game. Happened, Eric Dyer tied the game. If it wasn't for him being Bro. maybe a couple inches offside. Oh man, you guys are funny. You know I what can... I'm saying? No, it, it, it sounds funny, but it's real life, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I truly did not feel confident until we scored the fourth. That's yeah. when I felt confident. Gonna be a blood that fourth blood. goal at the 95th minute was when I was like, okay, we finally won this game. Yeah. Because even up to one, there was still no, there was still no confidence in the squad that we were going to go out and get the win. And so for me, I just want confidence in the team. I, I, I'm starting to see an identity. What did I say when we first started this this uh, this season? The only thing I ask is that we find an identity early, and that we get back to being the old Chelsea, the Chelsea that even if we win one nil, we know our defenders are going to defend, and mm-hmm. we'll find that goal somehow. I'm starting to see somewhat of an identity, but this was a step in the wrong direction for me. This past match was a step in the wrong direction. And, you know, we'll take we'll, we'll take our wins. I used to say winning cures all, but not all the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, this was one of those wins where I didn't feel great about, but it's mm-hmm. good to get, you know, finally a win against a top 14. You could knock that off the bucket the list. The Bowley era. You know, you could knock that one off the bucket list. December 6th, you guys come to Old Trafford. It's going to be a bloodbath. One of the most it's gonna be a funny game. Well, no, one of the most fraudulent Man United Chelsea games. Like, yeah, it's ever, gonna be a funny ever, game. literally ever. That's you gonna know, be a three-two. You know, it's gonna be a Onana blunder, and it's gonna be a Sanchez game. blunder. It's, it's gonna be who who has the better keeper that match. Mm-hmm. You you can honestly already write that game. Just start at one-one. Just start at one-one. Yeah, you know, might have well. Sanchez. Both, both teams will score. You know, it'll be like Mudrich's cross or well. <laughs> 
Cornelius said it was a shot. Cornelius said it was a shot. I'm know. a down that hill. I'm a down that hill. Mm. Nah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. So predictions. Who do who do y'all see this week, United? Oh shit. Um, I think we see uh I wanna say uh what is it, Luton? <laughs> no, yeah, we do play Luton. You play Luton where at, at, at Luton? No, it's adult trapper. Okay, okay. So, um, yeah. So, Man United versus Luton. Um, you know, I you would think that this should be straightforward. It's not. Um, (laughs) you know, I think that we'll get the three points. I think um, Luton has shown that they've just struggled. Um, you know, in, in the Premier League this first season, and quite frankly, so have we. But I, I think that we, we still have the quality to, to to at least get, you know, a goal up on them. So I think that we'll get the three points. I'll call it now. Oh, no, we won the last game, so I can't call it a GRG. But, um, yeah, I think I – think They almost beat Liverpool. And, and shout out Luton. They're out of the bottom three. Shout out, yeah, uh, no, I was about to say, yeah, they're at the bottom what's three. What's his name? Yeah. Tahith, uh, Tahith Chong ruined uh, Liverpool's um, – which yeah. is fraudulent, by the way. I, I know that. Is he on loan? Yeah. Did you sell him? Oh no, he's gone. No, he's, he's gone. gone. <laughs> he's sold. But I just, I, I know it's very. People were talking about 007 and you know Rasmus Hoyland. Shout out Rasmus Hoyland for the two goals today. But you know, I, it, it's very unpopular to talk about Darwin Nunez. And when I do it, it comes, it comes off as if I'm picking on him. But um, what a howler of a game from him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's not uh, about well, I think United. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Shout out to Tahith Chong. <laughs> um, Arsenal sees Burnley at the Emirates. I fully expect three points. I fully expect oh, a GRG. Wow. I'm just gonna call it now. I'm in the prem. Vincent, yeah, company, yeah. Co- company hype, all cap, company train, hype. Um, running train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, we 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 are injured right now. I don't know if, for people who didn't watch. You know, Saka did go down um, at the end of the match and came off injured. Hope he's okay. But but yeah, no, I fully expect a GRG. We need to get back right. Um, and yeah, like three nil, four nil. Like we need we need a good a good home dub. Um, it might get ugly, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, we need a good home dub. So I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Three nil, four nil, one at, at home. Clean sheet. Manchester City on Sunday back at the bridge. Hey. Um, I don't know if it's game of the week, but it's the late. It's the last definitely, game on Sunday. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's game of the week here. Yeah, uh, Solo's so. coming next week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our resident Manchester City fan. Um <sighs> Mike. <laughs> hey, hey, so just imagine imagine this scenario here. Erling Holland versus Robert Sanchez. <laughs> no, no. Let, let's say, We're still one of the teams he hasn't scored against, you know? That's Okay, Mike. We'll see if you're singing that same tune next week. But um, um anytime score one man. one, man. I'm going one one. Who scores for you? Nico. <laughs> <laughs> he's 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 gonna keep this goal streak on. Yep. Uh, um, I will say this. I will say this. 
I need to see Mudrick start. Why? I need to see Mudrick start because yeah. he gives he gives us he gives us speed and he gives us a like he's a player that goes at whoever's on the direct. outside. He he's very very direct and when we have Cole Palmer and someone who's very direct, he works with them very well. Cole Palmer has been our best player all year and he's been our best creator all year. When he That's has cool. someone who's actually looking to force, you know, force defenders to make a, a decision, it allows him to be a little bit more free and it makes our offense look a lot better. So I've, I I truly believe if we have him on the outside with Sterling and, you know, I believe it'll probably be Nicholas Jackson up top. I believe that front four can actually get us the most desirable result, to be honest. I, I love when he plays and I think he's our most dangerous player. He's our X factor. So I would love to see a Mudrick start. I would honestly say we could sneak him. I honestly think we can sneak City. It just depends on who our starters are. Reese James, like Reese James played seventy-five minutes this past weekend, or on Monday, I guess. Reese James is looking good again. So he's he's, not he's looking as long as he's healthy. He's looking good. So I would love to see a Mudrick start. I would love to see Reese James start. And I, one one, depending on the lineup, I think we could sneak City two one. I think we could sneak them. I would, I would now, now two one. one. Now it's two one. I think you said one one. I yeah. said I believe it'll be one one, but depending on if everyone I want to start starts, I think we could sneak them. If Mudrick starts, we could possibly sneak two one. If, if everyone I wanted to start <laughs> started. Yeah, but I mean these are these are players that we have available. I'm not talking about unavailable players. That's I'm talking fair. about Mike. What do you think? That are available. One <laughs> uh, one. I agree with everything he said. To be honest, one one. Okay. Yeah, but we this, can't sneak him. This is definitely a clip. <laughs> Go ahead. Put it on watch. Oh we God. can sneak City. Uh, I feel like City's been undefeated. Bro, remember when they were saying the six-game stretch we're going to get a win? Mike. Two wins, <laughs> one loss, one draw. Like, you guys got scored on with two people up. You were two men up. You still got scored on, man. Hey, we, we, you, we, you don't need to You're not in first place anymore, eh? You're not even the last time you'll see the ball in that game is the kickoff. Y'all said the same thing about the Arsenal. Oh, man. And if it wasn't for a Sanchez blunder, you know, that's three points. So yeah. for me, I, I honestly believe in my team. The worst part about my team is they don't believe in themselves sometimes. You know, that's that's the worst part One because goal. Chelsea, I, I, I'm telling you, our Chelsea team can compete with anyone. Anyone. I mean, I would it just say depends, like, it just depends on who shows up that day. Yeah, was this right. your best game of the season? No, Liverpool. No, I game think our best game of the game. season was probably Arsenal. Arsenal for the first seventy-five minutes until the Sanchez The Liverpool game, you guys tied. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. but that was Shout the first Sanchez. match of the season. First match of the season, it was kind of just let's see what we have. I'm glad that we had that result. Yeah. Trust me, I'm glad we we pulled that to draw. I guess that's but, not. Draw. But yeah, I, I think the Arsenal game was the best <laughs> best match. We we totally dominated them for the first seventy minutes yeah. of the match. Okay. No questions. Okay, 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 okay. Shout out, shout out, Nicholas. Shout out, Action Jackson on his first hat trick in the Prem. Okay. Before MBE. Mm. I don't. I don't. Like, what does that mean? 
What does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> it means he scored a hat trick before. Before me, <laughs> bro, you gonna say the best Eddie product to too, come though. out of United, man? Hey, shout yeah, out man. Eddie. Last ten years, fast Who's Eddie. August Rashford. Yeah. Who? Who else is? Who's it? Who? Greenwood. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. Anyway, right, shout out yeah. Kudus, man. Kudus. Mohammed of the year contender, man. That was nice. Yep. Could have used him this summer. Could have used him now. Muhammad Kudus. Mm. He's gonna go. We could have used him. Ten Hag didn't like him though. He's got yeah, I know. Ten Hag he didn't play him. until he left. Everybody was like, damn, we got this nigga on the bench. <laughs> nah, yeah. Um Ten Hag doesn't like a lot of people, obviously. But um any shout outs for you guys? Ronaldo, shout out Ronaldo too. Still doing his thing. Okay. Yeah, I have my little rant about Columbus Crew. Go ahead. Well, go I ahead. mean, while we, we, yeah, we still at, we're going to end on it. Come on, man. <laughs> What's up with this new MLS player format? You have to play yeah. three games. I don't like that. That That's too long. Three it's, games? It's, it's weird. It's so weird. You know, go to Atlanta and just just get demolished. So now that you guys have to play again at in Columbus Sunday, yeah, yeah, it's just like a money grab, man. Yeah, yeah, three games. Come on. Yeah, you guys will definitely be knocked out, though. We will. We are already through, and I think honestly, if we catch you guys, it's the best case scenario. <laughs> Bro, we beat you this season. Don't forget that. Yeah, yeah, we split. Yeah, but but I'm just looking at your team, and you know, I'm looking at the way we're kind of looking right now. You see MLS Cup in you guys' future? I think this this year could be the year. You guys yeah. might be the best team for it. I think we're the best team. I just like with FC with Cincinnati. I just think the lack of experience. At some point, I'm curious to see like. Is it going to catch up to us? You know, yeah. but like we've shown that like we can come back and like from being down and be resilient. So something Columbus hasn't done. My shout out was going to be Rasmus Hoyland. Shout out. I mean, just you know, VAR completely just pissed away your performance, man. Five goals in four games. Double those. Shout out with a capital. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Arteta. I, I'm glad you spoke out and let let your feelings be known because it, it needed it, it needed to it needed to happen. And apparently, there's some there's some real changes that managers want to see now. That you know the managers there's like a league of managers association or something like that, like the LMA League yeah. Manager Association. That you know they want to come out with some new rules and some some new you know some new language for VAR and stuff like that. So. Shout out to Arteta for speaking his mind because I, I completely agree with everything he had to say after the match. Mm-hmm. So shout out my guy. And, and yeah, and just to end with this, I, I mean I know I know managers are kind of supposed to keep everything kind of a little politically correct when it comes to speaking about referees and officials. But I agree, man. Something has to change. Because in these locker rooms, I know all these managers and all these teams are saying it's BS. They know they know it's BS. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of tired of everything being a little politically correct because then nothing gets changed. 
And until, you know, find me, you know, sure, I'll take the fine, but speak your mind because a lot of these things, everyone around the world feels the same way. But until people who have a platform, you know, managers, players, those who in power kind of say something, even these pundits, these pundits take the size of the referees and the officials a little too much. And these are former players. So, you know, when the cameras are not on, they're saying this is all BS as well. So I I, I do like that Arteta is taking a stand and say, hey, something has to change. When we're seeing inconsistency from week to week, league to league, it's a red card this time. It's not a red card. Now it's a handball. There has to just be some consistency. So we all kind of have the same mindset going into the match. So so shout out to him as well. I'll second that. Did he get fined? I don't know if he got fined. I haven't seen anything. But I, I know they, they know were, he was right. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he got fined, but I some pundits were saying something that this possibility he could and stuff like that. So I did have one last question. I'm sorry. Um, we're talking about Arteta. Shout out Yasser. Yasser was telling me that he was one of the, the most innovative managers. Here we go with this nonsense with bro. the dual keeper. I just wanted to ask Gabriel who was in goal today. You know who's in goal, bro. Oh, it was Ramsdale? No. It was DR. The, do- the doctor. <laughs> the doctor. Oh, wow. wow. So I'm not even going to speak on his performance today. I'm not even, like I said, I liked everyone's performance today. I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to. I've spoken about him a little bit too much. I'm going to just let him breathe for a couple. More. I'm going to let him breathe my, maybe until 2024. I don't know why you be hanging on the doctor. Why? He's bro. the best keeper you have. I'm telling you, bro. Bro. He came in and immediately took his spot. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? No game. That's a, listen, that's a manager thing. Just like Kai Havertz came in and he's starting. And doing yeah. doing all this, this that's this is a manager's decision. Once the manager has control of, you know what goes on. So that's that's a that's a Arteta thing, and that's just something I'm gonna have to live with. But if I'm being completely honest, this is like I said, this is not someone that personally I don't think he's raised the level of our team. When Ramsdale came in, he raised the level of our team. Our team got better when Ramsdale. I can agree with ten thousand percent. When this guy came in, what I was sold on and what we were sold on, I don't see. Well, the alternative I just don't. The crosses, man. He gets the crosses. The crosses, but that's not what I was sold on. What I was sold on was this is a ball-playing goalkeeper. He's great with his feet. This on the third. I don't even want to speak. But today, I saw this guy had an easy clip out to Ben White and overkicked it. Bro. Rams, I, I can't tell you how many times Ramsdale did that. I really, I swear to you, I can't. I can't tell you how many times. And there, he has some moments, but bro, when, when, for me, it's like, if you're going to bring in somebody, especially like a keeper, like a very, you know, a keeper, that's a very, like, very strong position to bring someone in for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're gonna no bring questions. in a keeper, yeah. they they should no question be better than mm-hmm. than whoever you're dropping. For me, you're not better. Like there's there's not a clear. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're so, like nah. It's not clear for me. It's it's very it's very gray area, very blurred lines. Um, so you know, shout out Raya, but like, bro, go back to Bradford, bro. Give me Tony. Bro. Oh wow.
Just give me Tony, bro. Tony. Yeah, Kepa was sitting PKs, by the way. Shout out Kepa. Shout out, Kepa. <laughs> Shout out um, <laughs> Nuno Espirito. Uh, Nuno got sacked. Oh, yeah. 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 Really? Yeah, yeah he had. Well, by it, yeah. Wow. Uh, I know he didn't. I know, I know him and Benzema weren't getting along. Yeah. Apparently, he wasn't getting along with the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't just Benzema's team, but that's wild. Keeper managers, man. I don't know, man. It just, uh What do you think? Is it like the big man mentality? Like, hey, I'm the boss. You know, it's just like you know when you've it's been the new a age all it's, your it's, life, you've been in the back. Nobody really spoke to you, so I feel like <laughs> now you have your little, you know, podium. Yeah, no, like, Mike, I honestly agree, bro. Like, the managers, like if you look back, it's just like, eh. like yeah, they didn't they didn't cut it as a high key like, week. Like, yeah, you didn't cut it as a player, and now yeah. you're taking it out on me. Yeah. 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 Oh man. Hey, you know what's crazy? He was on that Porto team under Jose that won the uh, Champions League. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Service world. Dude, what position was he? Oh, keeper. Keeper. He was a keeper. You know? He was, he was a, a keeper. keeper, yeah. He was a keeper. I that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what, that's man, what these, yeah. These, these wait, keepers, wait, wait. man. Was he a better keeper? Was he a good keeper or was he like... I don't think he was starting on that team. No. Was, I don't was, think he, he started like, on that Porto team. No. He wasn't like... Um, no. El Habsi? El Habsi, oh, and how did I know you were gonna go there? That's okay. uh, yeah, you, do you guys remember El Habsi? My yeah, keeper, the only Oman keeper, yeah, to play, bro. He played for every Premier League team, yeah. But how remember, he was always oh, making it. El he was from Oman, bro. And he, uh, was, he was, he was low key. I got good. some research to do, yeah. yeah. El Habsi, um, but yeah, man, all right. Uh, <laughs> now nah, I'll just keep it. <laughs> okay. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. And as always, good luck to you and your future.